This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Oh, you got her, dude. She's down. Let's go. Dude, I just shot a deer of a lifetime. Freaking smoke team. One with nature, and if you're a believer, one with God. Definitely gets your heart pumping. Boy, you are in trouble. Oh, Obsession Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of our Fall Obsession Podcast. I am Sam Thrash with Fall Obsession. Once again, leading you guys into another week of our Fall Obsession Podcast. Appreciate you guys listening in. This week is part two of our discussion over the Texas Bighorn Hunt with our good friend Kelly Cato, um, fellow firefighter and a a really good personal friend of mine as well. Absolutely awesome discussion. Uh, I can't wait for you guys to hear what's in store for this week. Um, If you have not listened to last week's uh, podcast, which is the first half of this little two-part episode series, I encourage you guys to go do that before you listen to the rest of this episode. Because you really need to hear part one before you hear part two. Um, part two is just absolutely extraordinary. This The second half of this conversation is, is unlike anything, in my opinion, we've ever had in our podcast before. Um, but really to get the context and the full grasp of everything, you guys need to go listen to part one. So if you haven't done that yet, please go do that. And uh, if you have, then here we are, part two, and I hope you guys are going to enjoy it. So... We're going to dive right back in where we left off last week and pick right back up on my conversation with Kelly. Here you go. Super in shape. He he knew the country, but it was just, it was just a grueling, it was a grueling hunt. But I I had told him I wanted to feel every bit of it. Yeah. Like, let's do this. Like, this is once in a lifetime, truly. Oh yeah. And I want to remember every stone I step on. (laughs) And, uh, so he 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 did, but it was it was great because he he loved it because he said you know the last 
the last several hunters, if you pay $107,000 to hunt, you're probably not going to grind the way that we grinded. Yeah. Probably not going to see the country that we saw. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and he kind of, he kind of shared that with me a little bit, you know, yeah. that, uh, that he was enjoying hunting. Actually hunting. Yeah. Hunting. Yes. And so we, we did, we embraced the suck and made it happen. But, uh, um, I forget what day it was, but, uh, those rocks and stuff finally, finally took their toll on, on Waylon's knees and twisted his ankle and, and, um, it was, oh, I remember it was our last day. It was the last day, five days. So uh, this was the morning of the fourth day. And the fifth day was a, a storm was coming in. It was going to rain all day. Oh, I got you. So, and so it was now or never. Yeah. And the cool thing about about sheep is 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 you can put them to bed. You you sit there and you watch them. If you find one, you watch them until they lay down. And then you get out there at the ass crack of dawn. Get out there and and be ready. To, to hunt the next morning yeah. whenever they get up and start feeding so that's that's kind of what what had happened and um that morning his his knee and ankle were swole up and and he was kind of hobbling along and we we went you know probably a couple miles or something and uh and justin sat us down and he was like hey look if y'all want to if y'all want to hunt together we're probably not going to cover much ground right now you know mm-hmm. he said if we're going to get on this ram today, we're going to have to haul ass across here. And, uh, so y'all already had your eyes on one, I guess. From We, we had an idea from the day before. Okay. I got we, you. We put one to put one to bed where gotcha. we, we felt really comfortable where he was. And, uh, and Wayland's Wayland just, uh, you know, that the environment just took its toll on him. So he said, Hey, look, just let me go. Let me go back to the, to the bunkhouse. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And uh, you know, as any good friend would do, I cut bait and sent him on by himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going hunting. Go to bed. I don't care. Go, go put some ice on you or something. So, uh, yeah. So, so Waylon left. He he came back. He went back to the to the bunkhouse. Right. So, um, what I later found out is, you know, he he hobbled back up, and like I said, we're out way in the middle of nowhere. And he hobbled back up, and and this is the story as I remember it. He had uh, he had just watched, um, I think it was The Grudge. I believe that's or, right. Yeah, or, you know, a scary movie, and he's a little jumpy anyway. Uh, <laughs> and so he walks into this this camp house that's in the middle of nowhere. It's just a long row of of of. Uh, of bunk beds and and nobody's in sight it's it's deathly quiet it's it's you know he's just gonna go chill for the rest of the day and it was it was fairly early in the morning not like seven o'clock but more like like 10 o'clock in the morning or something and he said he walked in there and he saw a little kid sitting indian style on his bed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he just stopped. 
three three hours from anything from three. a paved road yes. out there in nowhere. <laughs> and there's a kid eating a bologna sandwich. <laughs> he said he just froze. And then he turned his head real slow to make sure that he saw what he thought he saw when he walked in. He said, then he slowly backed back out. And he asked him, he said, who are you? <laughs> and the kid didn't answer him. And he said, he said, uh, where, who are you with? Or something like, how did you, oh, how did you get out, you here? Get out here? And, uh, and the little kid told him, uh, my, my granddad, my granddad brought me out here. And so Waylon didn't turn his back on him. He backed on out. <laughs> Evidently went looking around and finally found the granddad somewhere. Yeah. But, but he was very he he was very unnerved <laughs> by a little boy eating bologna sandwiches on his bed. On his bed, out of all those bed. bunk beds. Yeah. So for our, just real quick for our listeners' sake, um, we have had Waylon on the podcast before, and he actually yeah. did tell that specific story, his side of the bighorn hunt. Uh, obviously, not as detailed as yours, mainly revolving around this experience at the camp house i believe it's episode 26 but if guys want to go back and and listen to his to him actually tell the story from his perspective it's pretty entertaining so but yeah that that's crazy (laughs) yeah this would definitely have been his the the highlight of his trip this this would have been his his pinnacle of the he described it as such so (laughs) (laughs) it was good times yeah so uh justin and i continued on and uh, we were we were booking it that last day. We were trying to, to cover some ground, and then it was, you know, like I said, six thousand sixty five hundred elevation, up and down switchbacks, and it was it was grueling. Um, and and we saw the storm start to roll in, and mm-hmm. got a little nervous about that. Um, but it, it it held off for us. Um, I don't remember what time of day it was when we finally got to where we were, where we were looking for that ram. Mm-hmm. It was it was in the evening. It was it was in the afternoon, late afternoon. Um, and so we had gone up over a ridge. We we had saw him. We we saw him out on a on a side of a hill, and so we dropped down in, into a gully and we tried to work our way around them to where the wind would be right um every now and then we'd stop and he'd climb up out of there and look and make sure we were still going in the right direction and climb back down and we're trying to make sure that the wind was right make sure that we we could uh could have a have a decent shot like i said man they're, they're so skittish they're so aware of their surroundings um but we finally we worked our way all the way around there and they had walked all the way around the other way <laughs> so like we we were going around this this knoll yeah together <laughs> and so um he he realized that so we stopped and, and ended up going the other way which put the wind put the wind right at that point awesome yeah so um we were we were on the side of 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 one hill and and they were on the other side we saw a couple ewes walk out from behind the outcropping, and so we stopped. He said, "Get get your gun ready. This is going to be our only shot. Mm-hmm. This this is it right here." Yeah. And uh, 
he had a rangefinder and it was it was a little over 300 yards it was 300 and some change yeah it was so steep that when i sat down i was almost it was like on a roof you know like oh wow like i was like having to lean and so he ended up laying down in front of me and i put the gun on on his back because my shooting sticks there was it just wouldn't you couldn't get it you couldn't put it out in front of you you know because because it was so steep yeah you know so he ended up laying laying down and i laid it across him and uh and uh it was 300 and some change that ram came out and beautiful broadside and i popped him i sent it i sent it down range man and it was beautiful it was bam and waylon said he heard it from the from the from the camp oh no kidding and that thing tumbled and it went down and it got up and it took off running no kidding and so i was like put another one in yeah i hit it and it went down nose first oh my gosh he got back up took off running what it's like oh my god this is with a seven mag and i mean i'm i'm nailing him and then you hear it boom you know i mean you you hear it hit him yeah yeah i'm i'm putting good shots down range and um i shot him a couple times and then he went up on on this outcropping we're like okay we're gonna let him die and uh we 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 sat there we sat there and waited but the sun was going down i thought man we better get over there because we still had to get off of our mountain and up back up on top of his mountain yeah because we were we were just on opposite valley yeah you know a valley separated us and so my guide said hey i'm gonna stay here and i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch him to make sure if he starts moving i'm gonna tell you because it was gonna be you know it was gonna be a trek down and back up yeah so i go down and i start coming back up and i'm i know he's not dead you know and uh we didn't have radios or cell phones or any kind of communication just just hollering yeah and uh he justin started hollering he said he's he's standing up he's he's a hundred yards right in front of you and i was like man i don't see him i was looking so hard looking so hard and he's like he's right in front of you 100 <laughs> yards i'm like i don't see him i kept moving up moving up moving up 50 yards he's 50 yards he's right in front of you dude shoot him <laughs> and i'm like i, I can't see I can't him, see him I, yeah i don't know if it was rocks or or what you know and 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 he kept hollering at me 30 yards and i was like 30 yards <laughs> like i could he is not 30 yards like i can't i can see you. he's not there and he was like he's right he's right in front of you and i'd already shot him like i i want to say either three times or four times whenever i come up over the hill where he was and and we we made eye contact and he came running right at me full speed straight ahead what I thought we were going to do like one of those Mountain Dew commercials when we turn around. <laughs> you put your head down, you're ready for it. I'm coming home with this ram, man. I put a lot of effort into this. <laughs> I was going to shoot dog this thing or something, man. I, but um, 
I raised my rifle up and it was so close I couldn't see through the scope because he, I mean, he was right there and he was running straight towards me. But what, he wasn't actually like gonna ram me. What, what it was was we were on a, we were on a peak. Yeah. And so when I came up over that peak, he wanted off that peak. Yeah. And the way to get off that peak was behind me. Okay. So that's where he was going. That's what I assume. And I shot him again at probably four yards or something. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it was like just right here. I mean, I just, I raised it up, and I couldn't see. I just saw, you know, the blur. Yeah. And I, bam. And I, when I shot, he veered over to my right, and he went down this ledge like a drop-off. And... There was a there was a little shelf out there, probably I don't know three foot wide, and it was it kind of it was probably I'm gonna say ten foot straight down, and then a little shelf like three foot wide. Huh. And he went off of this side there, and he stayed on that shelf, and and he just laid down on that shelf. So I leaned over and I could see him, man. He was he was he was laying down like you would imagine a, a ram would just lay down and go to sleep. Yeah. Um, of course he was he was wounded mortally wounded. Yeah. But uh, he turned around and he looked at me, and I raised my rifle up and I was like, "Man, he's he's dead. I mean, he's he's not gonna go anywhere." You know. Yeah. And uh, so I, I waited for a minute and. I know this sounds crazy, but people who actually, who are true hunters and have experienced this, it was like we shared a moment, you know, like, no, yeah, I understand. Like he, he looked at me and, and I, I, I looked at him, I put my rifle down and, and then he just turned and he, he looked out across this Canyon. The sun was going down. It was beautiful right right at you know right at dusk it was the most beautiful thing i ever seen and uh he just sat there until he finally laid his head down took his last breath and and expired man that that's so crazy because like some people who don't understand who are hunters are like oh my gosh how can you let an animal suffer like that or anything like that? But there is, and it, it can't even really be explained. It's it's an experience, but there is, there is a respect between hunter and game. Absolutely. And absolutely. Again, again, it's not something you can just talk about and be able to convey to somebody. It's something that you you have to experience it, and. Not to that sense, but having experienced it myself, I I know, I know the feeling. I I know what that's like, and I'm picturing like the picture you've painted here. Yeah, it's it's breathtaking, is what it is. It, that that absolutely. is that is incredible, is what that is. I've I've never heard of a hunt where that was the final scene. That that's yeah. that's insane. It was amazing. I still, when I tell the story, I get chills. I'm having, I got chills I, sitting here listening yeah. to you tell it to me. I mean, that, that's insane. People, people just don't understand, you know, 
the the uh, the the connection there is is very real. And yeah, I, I, it was truly a spiritual. Like I had never felt that close to God. Yeah, like on the edge of that mountain, you know, and and just watching that ram turn turn over, turn away, and look at you know at his at his domain, you know. Yeah, and and it was like we acknowledged each other, and. It was a really cool deal, but yeah. I, I sat there on on that on that mountain by myself for a while, waiting for <laughs> waiting for my my uh, my guide to come over, and I just I just sat there and prayed and and just gave thanks and yeah. you know honored the the ram and the and God for giving me the opportunity and yeah. and you know just the whole culmination of the whole thing. You know, started with a phone call you thought was a joke. You yeah, know? I mean, firemen were messing with me, and here I am now. You know, on, on the in the mountains in the Sierra Diablo mountain range, and yeah, where where you know for hundreds or for thousands of years, you know, the Indians had hunted it, and yeah, you know, here's this this just majestic animal, this you know truly iconic animal of that of that area, and um getting to spend spend that time with them was it was amazing yeah. it was truly amazing that that is incredible absolutely incredible so how'd y'all get him off of the ledge so so interesting story so so that's when the work began as yeah, always on big game sure. hunts right because um, like i said we 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 had walked a long long ways and there's no motorized vehicles out there at all there's no no also there's no horses allowed out there no kidding because uh evidently you know equine diseases and whatever i don't i don't really know what the what the story is but that it's like they want to keep it as naturally preserved yeah. as possible and horses are not native i guess to that area whatever i don't really know yeah but like all dads they don't they don't let all dads on there they kill the all dads hmm um, they're very active in predator control, and like I said, the elk were not native, and I don't know how they were they were moved, but that was you know that was something that Texas Parks and Wildlife made a note of. Mm-hmm. And they would they would be moving it, hmm. and so um, they were very. They, Texas Parks and Wildlife did a great job of honoring that place and yeah. taking care of that place, and really going by the rules. And we we found a uh, a mule deer head. And, and with antlers it was it was awesome it was beautiful it was way out in the mountains and and uh i went to pick it up and my guide was like no no you, you can't you can't have that i'm like man it's just a just a dead, just head. A yeah. dead head you know out here in the middle of nowhere and it's like no man you got to leave leave everything the way that we found it wow and so that was cool i mean yeah. they, they took it to 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 extreme but thank goodness they, they've done that right yeah so they wouldn't be there if, if they hadn't so so we um i i think we had i think we may have had radios so so there was there was myself and and uh and justin who who shot it and then there was there was three hunters out there three of the predator control guys out there they were like billy goats man they were up and down those mountains so fast and so easy moving i mean they were they were awesome um so we we told them we called them you know on the radio and said hey we're 
we've got one down and you know we're gonna so they came over to to uh help us pack it out and justin had had a baby six weeks before oh wow yeah and so he looked down like i said off the top of that mountain it was a 10 foot drop down onto that three foot ledge that that ram was on yeah and he was like well you you want to get some pictures of it like what like what exactly is your intentions here and uh i i just I, what i wanted was a truck company i wanted i wanted some guys who had some ropes and harnesses and and pull systems or haul systems and you know that's yeah. what i wanted was a truck company but yeah. i didn't have that so i said no man i'm i'm getting that that ram like that's not an option like it's just, i didn't it's come here not to get him yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that thing is that thing is he's coming home with me. So yeah, um, I took a bunch of pictures while I was up there too, and uh, it and where he was and and took pictures of you know the sheer wall and where you know all of it. And uh, he's like, man, I'll, I'll go, I'll go. If, you know, if if you really want to go get it, I'll go get it. I was like, yeah, that's yeah, we're that's happening. Like, we got to get it, yeah. You don't have to go. I mean, you got a baby at home. I get it, but, you know, <laughs> I had a moment with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so we scaled that wall. We we climbed down that wall, and, and, and it was it was very, very scary. Um, I crawled over it, you know, to the head, and, uh, and he was by its feet, and we started moving it, like, a little bit at a time on that ledge. And because, and, you know, it's still we're on a mountain you know yeah and and so we started dragging it and was like how are we gonna get this thing up that that rock wall you know yeah um and uh so we ended up gutting it right there on the on the thing we just got, turned him over and and gutted him yeah on that ledge to to at least <laughs> at least Shed make it a little bit yeah. light yeah but you know those those ram heads are heavy. <laughs> that was going to be a question I asked later: is how heavy that thing was, really is. It was really heavy. And so we we he asked me. He said, "Did you want a full body mount this thing?" And I looked, and it was missing part of a leg. And it was, you know, I'd already shot it four or five times with a seven mag. So I'm like, "Nah, I'm I'm good with with just the shoulder mount at yeah. this point." I'm uh, my taxidermist isn't that good. <laughs> so, so we we gutted it and, and moved it over, and then it was—I mean, it was truly one step at a time. We'd take a step, move it a few inches, take a step, move it a few inches. You know, we just—we did that, and we got it to the top, and then uh, and then we we caped it out, um, quartered it up, and by that time the the. Uh, those other guys had had showed up it was it was well after dark at that point oh yeah well after dark and it was cold and that storm was starting to blow in we started packing it out and we walked and walked and walked until the sun came up wow we came up out of the valley when the sun was coming up wow which i also thought was it was breathtaking yeah and it was it, it was kind of an it was just it was just a really cool feeling of you know i shot him when the sun was going down and we worked all night long to get it back 
and then the sun came up in a new day. You already have a very taxing and difficult hunt. So to kill one in the first place is rewarding. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'm sure just an absolute insane amount of work after the kill, but I don't know. It seems like you you got some additional awards from the good Lord above on that one. Absolutely. That was, that's awesome. I, yeah, absolutely. I, I, uh, it truly once in a lifetime, man. Yeah. It, it, it'll truly never be, I could, I can never recreate it. Yeah. You know, it was, it was just, it was amazing. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to bring us back around to earlier in the, in the, in the podcast, we talked about, um, uh, I was taking pictures, you know, with, on my digital camera. Right. So, had my digital camera and I took a lot of pictures of the turkey and the roads and the and the cactus and the hills and the and the switchback and all of this stuff you know I took a ton of pictures yeah um that that evening when we got the when I went after the ram and shot the ram and 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 uh and it was down on that ledge you know I took my camera out and I tried to capture it you know pictures never capture the the, oh the yeah true beauty. for sure but i tried to get as much as i could i took took a lot of pictures and um when we got up there we we set up the the lay down picks you know and and uh justin did a, did a good job of capturing that moment for me you know yeah and uh got all the beautiful pictures and we uh packed it up and and headed home and when we got got back that morning i, I took a bunch bunch of pictures of uh of uh mike Pittman scoring it for me and all of that and uh i've got uh i got a picture of all of us together with my ram sitting there everybody that was on that hunt the guys were saying oh let let me see the, let me see the picture of where he was again and so i was passing my camera around and guys were going thumbing through the cam the pictures yeah and then one guy said well it says corrupt data I said, what, what? And he said, there's no pictures on here. It just says corrupt data. So I got my camera and I started looking through. I didn't have any. I changed the batteries. I pulled it out. I put it in another camera. Looked, looked. Corrupt data. Oh my gosh. I was sick. I was just heartbroken because everything was on that camera. We got back and I started researching data recovery like this just can't be it like i can't just throw this thing away yeah for sure and and lose all of these memories so i sent it i sent my uh, my disc off to uh or my my uh my memory card yeah i sent it off to a place in in denver and they they called me back uh, a few days later whatever like okay we we were able to recover about half of your pictures i was like oh thank you half is better than nothing right so yeah. please let me let me get those you know send those back you know and and so they're like man it's expensive though man it's like 50 bucks and i was like Shit, i paid fifty thousand at this point man <laughs> i mean this, this hunt means this much to me you know? yeah yes yeah absolutely so i got my pictures back and i i, I ran to the mailbox i opened it up and there were pictures in there of the turkey 
that I took <laughs> the front half of the trip. The front half of the trip. I got pictures of roads. I got pictures of <laughs> mountains and cactus and turkeys. And I've only got one picture of the uh, the ram itself, and it was the very last picture on the on the roll. Or wow. it wasn't on a roll, but on the on, on the, the card. card. Yeah. It was when we were leaving, and we all got around that deal. So that picture is very valuable to me. But um, yeah, that's my that's my the downside, the flip side of that coin. Of, yeah, you know, I've yeah. got I've got oh, all the. Man. I've got the memories in my head, but I don't. I don't have any pictures of it. That you know that sucks. That does suck. <laughs> that just straight up sucks. <laughs> but they told me they said keep keep it because you know with technology changing or whatever, you may be able to to revisit that you know and and somebody else may be able to fix it later. So yeah, I think I think this this podcast is going to renew that that uh, the desire to get my pictures back. I, I was going to ask you know we're. 04 so we're going on 17 years since this hunt you know have you revisited here lately the the idea maybe getting those looked at i haven't but i'm going to yeah i think that's i think that'd be pretty cool yeah i could come up with that and and almost get to you know see it 17 years later something i didn't get to see then that that'd be incredible it would be wow that's that's crazy well that is i'm gonna say probably one of the most incredible stories that we've ever had on on our podcast for sure that's that's amazing i'm glad i got to share it um when when we got back when you shoot it when you shoot a bighorn they 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 have to they they drill a hole in the in the horns and a texas parks and wildlife guy has to score it Mm-hmm. And then they they drill a hole in the horn and they they put a a, a metal tag in there, and I'll, I'll show it to you. But it's just it's a little round metal tag with a number on it, and and that's how it's some kind of tracker, huh. so that so that you can't like I couldn't go shoot another one and just say that that's the one yeah that I shot you know they uh, so we did that when we got back uh, uh, Mike Pittman and clay brewer were there and they they measured it you know and and i was it was obviously the biggest trophy of my life yeah and um but i missed the i missed the boone and crockett mark i <laughs> I, I shot at uh 159 and two eights and i think we saw that one 160 yeah was the uh is the boone and crockett wow mark fractions of an inch fractions of an inch just missed the mark yet still hit it dead on that, you know? wow it was incredible that, that that's awesome and i know that that i mean a, a record book ram would be like to actually be in a record book you know is it would be pretty cool but you know that i, I know for you that yeah. that wasn't the end all be all with no. that so. it would have been cool but it, but i would i wouldn't trade it for the easy hunt yeah record book you know yeah i don't i wasn't interested in pulling up in a pickup and shooting one to get my name in a magazine yeah i wanted to feel it and i did yeah i felt every bit of it it's hurting after that yeah 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 but i appreciate you you know um um, giving me the opportunity to share it it's it's such a special 
hunt that not a lot of people get to, to get to go on and get to experience and you know sheep hunting is is it's a different level yeah of hunting but um no it's i, I appreciate you coming on and sharing the story with us because like i said it's it's probably one of the most intense and detailed stories we've had on here up till now which is which is awesome and then you know we so we ask all of our our first timers on the podcast a couple questions in closing and and i'll ask you them here in a minute but one of them you know we ask what are some what's a bucket list hunt you really want to do you haven't gotten to do yet and so many people say sheep hunts we i mean we've had several people that have come on here and and that's that's like top three on their bucket list you know so actually actually getting to to experience it is that's pretty incredible yeah so. my my uh that was not on my bucket list <laughs> I, <laughs> I almost gave it away yeah <laughs> i ain't got any of my property just give it to somebody else give it to somebody else <laughs> yeah but, but um you know with with the opportunity to get that it, it opens up the door to get the the texas grand slam yeah you know and very few people have that i don't know what the number is on that but um so I've got a, I've got a, as far as bucket list stuff, I got to get an antelope and a, and a mule deer and, uh, and I'll have my Texas slam and I'd like to do that. Yeah. You know, that'd be, that'd be really that's cool. That's my bucket list thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That'd, that'd be really cool. And I think that I haven't, I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to it, but I think there are, there's getting to be a lot more pronghorn like Texas pronghorn hunting opportunities that are seeming to come up, especially like up in the panhandle and stuff. So I'd, I'd hope that that would be something you could do sooner rather than later for sure. That's, that's a fun hunt too. I I enjoyed watching, watching yours be documented and yeah, that was, that was cool. Yeah. We're going to try to go back. If, if I get drawn for this year, we're going to try to go in August back up to Montana again and then do archery up there a little earlier this year, but um, I'm looking forward to it. That's, that's a that's another hunt where I can relate to you know putting in the work yeah. and oh and yeah for sure reaping the reward to yeah. that and and then I also have an un- unsuccessful trip too where you don't get a reward so yeah, been there too <laughs> I've I've got both of those under my belt so yeah we'll have to do we'll have to we'll have to do one where Chance Nelms tells about our our uh, unsuccessful elk hunt to Colorado where yeah he hadn't t- he hadn't talked to me about that so that'd be a good one to head on out there and hang out in the man cave and talk about that too absolutely that'd be awesome well kelly thank you for coming on this week and and sharing that with us thanks Um, for having me i I know yeah it's our our pleasure i know we we asked the the bucket list question and the other question i typically ask is um what's your favorite hunting memory have we already heard about that today right there i I figure we'd already heard about that so that's it man there's there was a connection that was will never be duplicated absolutely so that's it awesome I appreciate the opportunity to share it i really do absolutely and i'm i'm proud of where you what you're doing with fall obsession and and, uh, and the success you're having in that and uh, i'm enjoying watching you awesome well thank you uh, that's much appreciated good to hear well for our listeners sake real quick if you guys uh are a first time listener and haven't already go check out us at fall obsession check out our website fallobsession.com we got a lot of cool stuff on there cool content for you guys we got some uh giveaways going on our social media pages right now it's turkey season so we're giving away one of our fall obsession turkey calls um we won't tell you if mr uh mr kelly cato here enters in it because 
he's got a reputation for winning stuff so <laughs> but uh anyway guys go check that out um whatever app you're listening to this podcast on hit that follow and subscribe button because we come out with a new episode every single week and uh want you guys to be a part of that and and hear stuff that we have coming in the future um we are going to try to get a hold of the texas bighorn society i believe it is and uh maybe try to get a little more exposure for this episode so um if if we can get in uh get a hold of them then hopefully that'll be uh some more listeners that are hearing this for hearing a fall obsession podcast for the first time but um anyway guys we really appreciate you y'all checking us out listening to this week's episode kelly thank you again sir i appreciate it thank you all right guys we will catch you guys again next week for another fall obsession podcast episode where you think they are. Any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.